Hey everyone, I hope you all are having a great day today. I just want to take a quick minute before the show starts here to let you know that it's officially launched. My website is live. You can check it out at joelmahe.ca or reach out to me via email at coaching at j-o-e-l-m-a-h-e dot c-a. And I would love to interact, communicate, collaborate, have ideas for the podcast, or if coaching is something you are interested in, please feel free to look over my website where it will help you bring more clarity on what exactly coaching is and what it can bring to your life. So feel free to check out those resources and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled, Why does influence affect our opinions? And in today's show, we'll really talk about why it's so important for us to cultivate our own unique opinions rather than potentially get influenced by other people's power or their opinions. And we discuss the book Influence by Robert Cialdini and talk about the six main principles of how influence of others might be affecting you. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having an awesome day today. And I just wanna say happy new year. Even though I'm recording these a bit in advance, so you might not be listening to them until about February or so. It's the first week of 2021, and we're back into the routine of things, back in a rhythm. I'm back at work, and it actually feels good to get grounded again, get back into that routine, back in the peak of health, um, focusing on my goals, my vision for the year, uh, the goals and vision I have with Jess, and just settling back in. And I'm actually kind of excited about it, and it feels good. Um, So yeah, that's where we are and also still settling into the new house. It feels a lot more homey now that we've been in it for about a week. So so that's really cool as well. But today's episode is titled, Why Does Influence Affect Our Opinions? So starting a new year, it's important for us to formulate our own opinions to align with what's important to us. So just last weekend, right before we went back to work, Jess and I planned our vision on, I think, January 1st or 2nd, our vision for the year, our intentions and our goals for every major section of the that's going to unfold in our lives in that year, in this year. And then we articulated them on a deeper level to one another. So this was very powerful to fully understand what's going on in her head, what's going on in my head, why we are, why we want to show up with these intentions, why we have these goals, why this vision is the way it is, and how it all intertwines into our combined life vision and how we are going to function as a couple moving forward in the year. And it's a bit different than the, the, my intentions and visions that I set last year because I went by myself to a secluded cabin in the woods for four days and just really went hard on my introspection and just self, just me and myself. And uh, it was a really awesome experience, but I came back so infused with all these new ideas and intentions and everything 
and I just kind of flooded them on to Jess. <laughs> and you know, that's probably something that's pretty overwhelming, but I feel like this year we're, we're mixing a lot better. We're on the same wavelength. We have, we have, we understand each other on such a deeper level and we're really there supporting one another. But why I mention this is because because that I, I did set those intentions. I was very clear on how I wanted my year to shape up, regardless of what happened. Um, I truly believe that enabled me to live an amazing year, even though 2020, as we all knew, threw many curveballs at us. And, and I honestly believe it's because I had opinions towards all these uh, exterior circumstances like COVID or politics or any other of these external circumstances that were kind of forced upon us. But I was so clear on what my vision was for that year and what was important to me that I aligned my intentions, goals, plans for the year to match whatever circumstance came my way. And then I would just formulate a different opinion on whatever external circumstance um, arose. So I, I truly, truly think it's super beneficial and I experienced it last year and, you know, we have the ability to change, set up and create our opinions and really they're only preset thoughts based on our biases, based on the way we see the world, our perceptions, our mental inputs, our memories, our beliefs, our values, our psychological triggers but the important thing to know is this all happens on a subconscious level without us being aware of it. So what we want to try and do is bring it to the forefront, bring it to our conscious state of awareness. So then we can be in control of our thoughts, of our opinions, instead of just reacting to external circumstances. And also, to a certain degree, every single person is going to have a different opinion on any given topic or subject matter. For COVID, for instance, since we're still in it, nobody even fully knows 100% what this virus is, how to fully contain it. You know, we don't fully know everything about it. No one does. Absolutely not one person does. But yet everybody has a different opinion on it. And that's why we need to formulate opinions that will serve us. If you're an old person and you have an opinion that you want to stay safe and, you know, protect yourself because this virus tends to attack elderlies more aggressively than, than the, the younger population, then that's fine. If you're a young person who wants to work out, stay healthy, boost your immune system and go out in the public, that's also fine. No matter what, no, no matter what opinion we formulate, we need to be considerate of everybody else's. So something else that's very important to note is I, I've discovered that um, influence has, has a very strong uh, impact on the creation of our opinions, which can really alter the way we think, feel, and act every day. And in a very general sense, just reflect to help this resonate with you as when we're kids, when we're young kids, we usually gravitate towards what our parents are telling us and we absorb our parents' viewpoints and formulate our perception based on our parents because that's our main input. We're just essentially reacting to whatever they are telling us. We're believing them and, and that's how we see and view the world. And, and then we formulate more or less the same opinions as our parents. And again, this is what I'm saying is a very general 
overview of all of this. And it, it, it's certainly different for many people, I'm sure. But then think about gravitating to a young teen. We grow up a little bit and we now shift our opinions to those that match our close friends. And we blossom into young adults and now all of a sudden our opinions might gravitate towards what our coworkers are thinking, uh, what are sports or activities groups, the people we hang out with the most. And when we're adults, our opinions tend to reflect the same ones that our family or our social groups have. So that's just a very general sense of, you know, our opinions tend to match whatever group we're surrounded with and whatever group we're surrounding ourselves with tends to have an influence on us. So on that note, I read a book titled Influence a while ago, The Psychology of Persuasion. Uh, The author is Robert B. Cialdini, I believe it's pronounced. And he's an expert on persuasion, influence, and he's also a professor of psychology. And in the book, he talks about six main principles that I hope will offer you a wider understanding on why we say yes, why we agree with things, and ultimately what affects the formulation of our opinions. So his book wasn't necessarily related to opinions at all even, but I just think that there's a link between this. And as I go over these six main principles of influence that he talks about, try to think about how that might be having a impact on the opinions that you may formulate in your life. So the six main principles are reciprocation, commitment and consistency, social proof, authority, liking, and scarcity. So the first one is reciprocation. This rule implies that we should try to repay what other, what other people or what another person has provided us. So an example is somebody buys you lunch and you feel obligated to buy the next time. I think we've all felt that it doesn't need to be lunch. But if somebody got you something or somebody gave you a gift or somebody gives you a Christmas gift, you feel obligated to give them one back. Or if you go to Costco, you've probably received some delicious little samples before. And after you put that sample in your mouth and they have the box or the product that you're selling, you feel this natural inclination or tug at you saying, oh, you know, that was pretty tasty. And they're standing here and they're asking me how I liked it. Do I need to buy a box now? When normally you would have never bought the product, but just because you got something, now you have a little nudge of, hey, do I need to buy this thing? That is the rule of reciprocation. The second principle is commitment and consistency. This principle is about our desire to be and to appear consistent with what we have already done. Once we've made our choice or taken a stand, we will encounter personal and interpersonal pressures to behave consistently with that commitment. Those pressures will cause us to respond in ways that justify our earlier decisions. So this this is like if we proclaim to do something or we tend to take actions such as going to the gym. For me, it was actually going to the gym, but portraying myself as this jacked person, the the buff guy, you know, and I had to be consistent with those actions. Everything I did, I had to go to the gym. I had to eat in a certain amount. I had to weigh a certain amount of weight just to be consistent with what others viewed me as. So my opinion towards myself was 
that of what others had towards me was I had to maintain this physical appearance to in order to keep that commitment to what others think of me, which is really ridiculous if you if you think about it. Some other examples could be keeping your religious affiliation, even though there might not be any evidence that confirms your belief is true. And this isn't to say that having a religious affiliation is bad at all. It could be an amazing thing and it could be something that really benefits you. But I'm, you might just not be seeing any evidence that confirms your belief, but yet you do it to stay consistent and committed to that belief. Um, another example is our actions during COVID. You know What we're doing based on what people are telling us. So let's say at the start, they told us we have to wear our mask and we have to stay six feet apart or whatever. And then we continue to do that because we want to stay consistent and we want to be committed to what we've been told. But the thing that actually scares me is what's going to happen to us after this. You know, there's going to be a massive after effect of all this once COVID starts to dissipate. People are still going to be more keeping our distance, wanting to maintain that social distance, wanting to hide our face from others. You know, there's going to be some kind of social complexities that arise from this, which are quite a bit concerning. But again, that, that aligns with this commitment and consistency principle. Um, one that can actually be super useful is uh, proclaiming what you will do. So this is, this is a form of accountability. So if you proclaim you're going to do something, let's say run a marathon, now there's that accountability factor and that can have an opinion. You, you, you create an opinion in regards to yourself that I'm now a runner and it starts to begin to shift your identity. So the power of an opinion can be so uh, powerful, really. And that's why it's so important to have the awareness of how we're formulating our opinions, why we're formulating them, and then acting upon those conscious opinions. So that was the principle number two, commitment and consistency. The third principle is social proof, commonly referenced as peer pressure or herd behavior. It happens when we decide what is the correct behavior. We view a behavior more correct if we see more people performing the action. So everyone else is doing it, so I might as well do it as well. I'm going to cycle back to COVID for another example because, it, well, it's the hot topic of the year. Um, everyone else is doing it, so I might as well. If we got to stay inside, we got to follow all these rules, we got to live in fear. All we're seeing, all our inputs are fear, fear, fear. What is awful about this? And we're not taking control of our own opinions and formulating our own opinions. Sure, if you want to listen to the guidelines, and we all should, if that's what we're told. But yeah, follow follow within those physical guidelines. But what about the internal guidelines? Don't let them formulate your own guidelines, your own internal guidelines. We are responsible for that. We are responsible for our own opinions and our own actions and the way we feel. Do not let outside sources dictate that. So social proof. Um, other examples are if you laugh at a joke that you don't get, but everyone else is because everyone else is laughing at it or you're at a bar and everyone else is doing a shot. So you do one too. There's that need to want to fit in or everyone else is doing it. So I should do it or everyone else is doing it. So that makes it okay. 
but it's time to step out of the norm, step out of the conformity of what we're told to always do. Yes, we can stay in the guidelines to fit in with society and to follow those rules, but what about our own selves? We need to master the ability to be congruent to our own unique beliefs and what's important to us and what fills us up instead of just taking in and following what other people are saying and doing, believing that that is the correct action. The fourth principle is liking. Very simply put, we prefer to say yes to the requests of people we know and like. This can involve uh, physical attraction, similarity, you know, we went to the same high school, uh, or even back in high school, you know, you like, if you're a jock, you like the jocks. If you're uh, in the band groups, you like the band people. If you're in arts, you like the arts people. We tend to gravitate to people with similarities. Um, liking can also be compliments, things that are familiar to us. Why do we like going to the same restaurant, the same vacation spot? Because it's familiar. Um, cooperation, people who cooperate with us, people who agree with us, we tend to like them more. And conditioning and association. So generally, uh, we have a bias or root for people of our own country, our same sex, our same race, um, whoever you root for represents you. And when they win, you win. So just take note of how all this, um, this liking, when we like someone, we will gravitate towards formulating the same types of opinions as them. Sometimes that might be good, but just have the awareness that sometimes that might not serve us, that might not serve our vision, the way we see the world, what's important to us, what is within the confines of our foundational walls. You know, so we just need to have the awareness that, yeah, if usually when we like someone, we, we want to just agree with them and we want to say yes and we want to <laughs> formulate the same opinions as them. But that might not always be serving us. The fifth principle uh, he talks about in the book is authority. Authority is people tend to follow authority figures. And we're taught from a very young age to, to, oblige, to abide by to authority figures, policemen, firefighters, people with titles, PhDs, doctors, somebody with, with their master's degree, or more significant in today's day and age, let's say followers or people who have huge Instagram pages with millions of followers. You know, we tend to gravitate our opinions to these people and they really have an impact on, on, on you. And this is dangerous because then we get caught up in the comparison trap. We see these people and think that's how we're supposed to be. That's how we're supposed to look. That's how we're supposed to talk. That's how we're supposed to show up. And we start comparing ourselves and we start formulating these probably negative opinions about ourselves based on this authority figure, quote unquote. So that's an important one to keep in my, the back of our minds. And the sixth and final principle is scarcity. And this principle states that opportunities seem more valuable to us when their availability is limited. And <laughs> I just experienced this last week. We're buying some some furniture for our living room, a couple chairs, and Jess was looking at Wayfair, and and they had two chairs left, only two left, 
And, uh, and I even declared, I said, yes, that's probably a marketing tactic. Like watch, you're going to sign out and there's going to be zero left. And then you're going to wish you bought them and you're going to sign back in. And those two are magically going to be there again. And lo and behold, exactly that scenario played out. She logged back on and they said sold out and she was sad and she wishes she bought them and she knew that was the right one. And I, I said, Jess, just log out, log back in. I bet you that's a marketing scheme. She logs back in and sure enough, they're there. And lo and behold, again, we buy the chairs. <laughs> so this principle states that opportunities seem more valuable to us when their availability is limited. And the fear of loss is always greater than the desire for gain. If we really think about that and reflect about that within our lives, you know, we're always scared to lose something uh, important to us more than we are curious or want to gain that or a desire to gain something. And scarcity is a mental shortcut to thinking something is good instead of weighing all the pros and cons. Which which we honestly did for the chairs. I'll give Jess credit for that that was just <laughs> that was just an example that I wanted to utilize. But um, yeah, scarcity tends to play a role. Only two left on sale now for a limited time. Black Friday sale. All this stuff. It has an impact on the opinion and in the way we view something. Now all of a sudden, that furniture or that clothing that's on sale, I need to have it. It's so much more important because of the scarcity principle. So those are the six principles, and um, I hope you can see how influence can have a drastic impact on the opinions we have towards someone or something. In essence, our opinions get formulated on who has the most influence on us, and we react to that. We react to what they say. We react to their opinions rather than taking control, rather than pre-formulating our own opinions, no matter what exterior circumstance comes our ways. And unfortunately, the media, politicians, news anchors tend to have the most influence on us because they offer us uh, enticing um information that spikes our curiosity and we just tend to react to that so i came up with three key concepts to have heightened awareness on in regards to opinions that can serve rather than destruct number one will sharing my opinion benefit myself and will it benefit others so there's many times, I'm sure, you've heard someone state their opinion and it hasn't brought any benefit to anyone. And in fact, you, you feel worse leaving that situation. You feel worse leaving that conversation because their opinion had a heavy energy, a negative connotation towards it. So before we share our opinions, because we need to keep in mind and have respect for everybody's opinion, as mentioned earlier, Will sharing my opinion benefit myself and will it benefit others? And here's a caveat. Um, I'm sharing my opinion by making a podcast. <laughs> I'm not telling you by any means to listen or even act upon everything I say. Not a chance. I'm just hoping that so I'm hoping to offer a broad, bigger, open mind perception 
that that I, how I view things, and I hope it might reconfigure the strictness of um, how you might be seeing things. So I'm not saying you need to listen to my opinions or hear and act upon all my opinions. I'm just offering my opinion. And if something resonates with you, I strongly encourage to for you to take action on that or follow or get a bit more curious in regards to that subject matter. But no means everything I say here, I'm not saying that that needs to be your truth or that it needs to resonate with you or that I'm right and you're wrong. Not a chance. And I hope you're not taking it that way. I'm just offering my opinion because it, it's benefiting myself and I hope it benefits others. So I'm trying to follow that rule, that concept. Second one, don't make an opinion to please others. This will take away from your journey, your vision, and it can drain you of your energy. We need to focus on what's important to to ourselves. Otherwise, we lose ourselves. We lose our authenticity. We're just molding to what other people have to think and say. Just like in the high school instance, well, if you're a jock, you kind of gravitate towards the jocks. If you're if you play in a band or if you're in the arts, and all of a sudden you tend to have the same opinions. We lose ourselves that way. You know, it took me many years to start crawling out of the hole of just adapt adapting to everyone else. And really step into myself, step into my own opinions. What opinions fulfill me? What's important to me? And that is when my life started getting so much more interesting and fulfilling. And I've started to find my passions and really get into a groove. Every category in my life started to improve when I started to take control of my opinions instead of just listening to others and just kind of agreeing and (laughs) just molding and melding to what other people thought and believed and then just living my life according to that but when I started to take control of my opinions and live aligned to them oh man did it start to get fascinating and honestly just saw so much improvement in every realm of my life Um, so yeah don't make an opinion to please others And the third concept is if sharing your opinion makes you feel good, proud, gives you energy, feel uplifted, or it serves people in a positive manner, then let it out. Let your opinions out, but only with good intention. Again, I made this podcast with such good intention in the hopes to help other people because all this information has helped me on such a profound level. So I don't feel, you know, when I when I do a podcast or when I talk about it, I feel energized. I feel proud. I feel, ener- you know, more energy. I feel uplifted. And I really hope that it will serve people. So just be aware of those three concepts. So nearing the end of the podcast here, I just want to mention again that now it's a new year and one of my goals and my intention was to uh, commence my coaching business. So I pretty much have all the groundwork laid. I got all the paperwork done. I've got my certified trained hours complete. The website is about to launch. The website should come with an email. So I don't have the email to offer you yet, um, but that's coming very, very soon. So I just want to say that I will be accepting five clients 
who are hungry and driven for change or transformation or who just simply want to attain new results in their life that you currently can't or feel that you've come up to roadblocks against. So I am opening myself up to five clients. And if this is something that is interesting to you and it resonates with you, that this podcast has resonated with you, you're looking for more in your life, then it's time to take action. And I'm telling you, I am here to help. And I also am letting you know that I'm at an introductory level. I haven't done this too much. I've done some coaching and I've coached through my program and I have my hours, but this will be the lowest price point I will ever offer um, for coaching. Uh, so it, it's de- if it's something that interests you, definitely look forward to hopefully working with you and something that you should maybe take advantage of when these price points will be at the lowest they will ever exist at. Uh, so just wrapping up the podcast, I want to just touch on why it's important that we generate our own opinions rather than be unconsciously influenced by outlets such as the media, news, gossip, our, our peers. Um, just try to remember those six principles from the book Influence. Remember the reciprocation rule, commitment and consistency, social proof, authority, liking, and scarcity. All of those things will have an impact on how we formulate our opinions. So let's just be aware of that. And when we form our own opinions, we will live more empowered. We will live life congruent to what is meaningful to you. We will be the CEO of our lives. We will respond and adapt rather than react. We will have independence. We'll learn to think critically for ourselves, look within, look to ourselves for answers. We will grow independence by doing so. And our opinions first start as thoughts, therefore impacting our feelings, actions, and results. And if we want to feel a new way and we want to take different actions, formulate new habits, ultimately to create new results, well then we need to formulate our own opinions. And when we do so, we will surrender our average life. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day.